I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we tend to keep things bottled up, we throw them under the rug, and We just keep forgetting about it, pushing it away, ignoring it until it just gets in our face. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to take those things that you've been putting away and figure out how to work through what's weighing you down. I personally used to always bottle things up and ignore them and tell myself I was okay. And I got really tired of doing that until I started to go to therapy regularly. Therapy is a place where you can gain positive coping skills, learn how to set boundaries, empower yourself to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have who have experienced major trauma. I personally haven't experienced major trauma and I'm an active user of therapy. Therapy has honestly changed my life and if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're capable and able to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Alana to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Alana. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode of Morning Ray. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lanny, and... 
This episode is one that has been highly requested. It's a topic that I'm always asked about on my Instagram at Lanny B Fit and my TikTok at Lanny B Fit. Um, and I was inspired by seeing Ariste. Ariste, I love you. Um, it's her healthful on Instagram. She posted a little podcast episode about her health journey. And so that inspired me to ask you guys on Instagram, again, at Lanny B Fit, questions you had about my health and fitness journey so that I could answer them and answer all the questions that I'm always being asked and kind of just put into this one little location that I can reference in the future for anyone else who wants to hear about my health and fitness journey. I know it's always really interesting to hear about other people's. So here I am. I'm going to try to keep this at 45 minutes. I have a lot of questions and I didn't even put all of them in the notes document ahead of me, in front of me, but let's do it. Um, I want to give a disclaimer here and I guess a trigger warning. There are going to be discussions of weight, calories, weight loss and gain, dieting, diet culture, anything like surrounding that. So if those are topics that are triggering to you and you think are going to impact you negatively, I encourage you to exit out of this podcast episode and to go listen to one of my many other, I think I have 34 other episodes. You can listen to one of those and I just don't want to trigger anyone. So I'm putting that disclaimer here. But I'm going to talk about my weekly intention, tip of the week, and my current faves, and then we'll go into it. So you can listen to the intro and then exit on out. But I just want everyone to be in a good, healthy mindset. And my journey does include topics of that such, so it will come up in discussion. So my weekly intention, believe it or not, um, my weekly intention is to not intentionally seek out dating opportunities. I don't know how else to better word this, but I've deleted all of my dating apps. I used to be on Hinge. I paused my profile a while ago and then deleted it, I want to say like two weeks ago. Um, I have Locks Club. It's still on my phone, but I'm really not using it. I mean, most of the guys on there aren't in Toronto anyhow. And I used to be on Raya, which is like a celebrity sort of dating app. I'm not on Tinder. I'm not on Bumble. hate those apps, but my goal and my intention is to not seek out dating opportunities, not to intentionally DM anyone, um, just to kind of just live my life as it is. And if I meet someone, I'll meet them in person. I saw this really interesting TikTok and it was, what if dating apps are going against nature? Like you're the reason why I'm sure like there are people who have been in relationships, for example, like Noam, like her and her boyfriend met on Hinge and they have a great relationship. But for the most part, a lot of and in my experiences, the people that I meet on these dating apps aren't really they don't really turn out to be the best. Could just be my pickings, but kind of goes against the natural way of meeting someone or like what's supposed to naturally happen. I like as to fate, like what what's supposed to be in your fate and like your destiny. So I'm just in the in this period of not using dating apps. And if I meet someone, I'll meet someone in person through someone. 
that's those are my intentions right now. And so the tip of the week is if you're feeling frustrated by dating apps and feel yourself mindlessly swiping, pause your profile and delete it. If you want to, of course, but <laughs> that's my tip of the week. And focus on yourself. Date yourself. As I said, you can go listen to that podcast episode. This is your sign to date yourself. I believe it's what it's called. I think it was like my 20-something episode. I don't know. But go check that out and I'll have it linked in the show notes. But you can also just go to the Morning Ray podcast page on whichever podcast listening platform you're on and listen to it there. So that leads me into my current faves. They're kind of random and I'm not mad about it, but my first one are nightly walks. I love going on walks at around 9 p.m. when it's kind of cool out-ish. It's been kind of hot here in Toronto. And when the sun is setting, it's just super chill. It winds you down before bed. It helps with digestion after dinner. I just love it. And then spin co. It was my first spin class last week in over a year and a half. And let me tell you, I was a lot stronger than I thought I'd be. I was pretty much hitting the beat on every song and I was impressed with myself and I went on another class. So I did that last Saturday and then I went again on Monday. So like a week ago today that you're listening to this and it was a good time. They opened one near me where I'm at home, like my home. So that has been fun. I like just walk there and I really, it's really nice to be back in a fitness group fitness environment and to be spinning because I miss spin so much. I wanted a Peloton so bad. So it was really nice to be back in the spin studio. And this one is super random, this last current fave, but it's being social. I can be someone who's very introverted and antisocial. And lately I've just been thriving off of being social having jams pack weekends and it's honestly been so much fun. I've been having so many fun experiences and meeting new people and trying new places and I don't know. It's just it's a lot of fun and I'm making a lot of memories and I'm vibing with it. I'm here for it. I'm here for social Lanny. <laughs> My mom's like you used to be so antisocial and now you're like a social butterfly. You know what? Patting myself on the back and that that's on therapy. Okay. I'm just going to pause here. So if any of the topics I discussed earlier, such as dieting, body image, weight, gain and loss, calories, dieting, I just said dieting twice, any of those topics trigger you in any sort of way, this is your trigger warning. And I encourage you to exit out of this podcast and listen to a different podcast of mine or another podcast show. I don't want to trigger anyone, but let's get into my fitness journey. I'm going to give like a little summary of what my fitness journey has been like, my health journey, if you will, and what I struggled with most, like the peaks and the valleys. And then we'll go into answering all of your questions. If you want to be able to participate in future episodes, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Lanny B Fit, as well as the podcast Instagram it's Morning Ray Podcast um, or Morning Ray Pod, I think. Morning Ray Pod, yes, on Instagram. And that is where I will always post stories asking for your questions. But let's get into my little fitness journey. So I grew up dancing competitively since the age of eight. But before then, I was dancing recreationally. I did every single style of dance, like jazz, tap, ballet, hip hop, contemporary, tap, etc. Anything you, I pretty much did it. And then 
From grade six to eight, I was in an integrated arts program at my middle school, and then I auditioned and was a part of the dance program at my high school. So in high school, I was dancing every day at school for about an hour or so, and then I was dancing at my studio for around 13, 10 to 13 hours a week, give or take. So I was very active, and in the summers, I didn't really dance or anything. I would do the occasional dance class. It was mostly just like walking because I was a camp counselor or I was on trips. So I was walking a lot. But then when I went to university, I originally was a part of the hip hop team at Laurier. And then I ended up dropping it because it just, it didn't suit me and fit with what I wanted to do at that time. And I started to work out at the gym. So I really transitioned into working at the gym before that. I had not really been to a gym before. I would occasionally go to like LA Fitness with my dad's guest pass when he had a membership there. And so going to the gym in university was probably like the first time I was consistently going to the gym. I didn't really know what I was doing. I would follow random workouts on Instagram or I would stick pretty much to the cardio machines, do some abs, call it a day. And then I want to say in around like December-ish, I started doing workout plans. I would find all these different plans that you could buy or I get like free PDFs of them on the internet, like on Reddit or something. And the first like major workout plan that I fully stuck to and finished was BBG. If you've been following my Instagram for like since the start or you found me during that time, I did BBG. I did like two rounds. So each round is around 12 weeks. That's Kayla Tsinas' program at the PDFs. There's also an app now, but that's what really got me into working out consistently. I was doing that and walking a lot. And then I got bored of that and I started doing Power, which is Kelsey Wells' program on the Sweat app, which is more lifting. I went through phases of doing F45 and Legree, Pilates at home, so many different phases in terms of fitness. I also went through a lot of different fad diets. I went through like the military diet. I went through... Kenzie Elizabeth, not Kenzie Elizabeth, what am I saying? Kenzie Burke's food combining, that whole thing. I did her whole plan, really messed up my stomach, nothing to her. That was all me. I, what else? I've done so many bad diets, workout plans, meal plans, everything, you name it. I went through a period where I was doing low FODMAP because I had stomach issues after doing food combining. And then I've just done everything and anything. And last year in the pandemic, I found intuitive eating and really started to focus on bettering my relationship with food. And my weight throughout this time, like since university has increased and decreased and increased and decreased, it's never been really stable. Um, I want to say it's probably like the last year has been the most stable. I will admit I do still step on the scale, but... I've really changed my relationship with the scale. I used to let it dictate how I felt about myself. I'm not going to lie, it still does sometimes, but I feel like right now I'm at a really good place. And right now where I am in my fitness journey, health journey, I'm eating intuitively. I eat pretty much plant-based. I've incorporated dairy back into my diet, but I'm not having it at every meal. I definitely choose non-dairy options and vegan options over other options. 
I don't eat meat at all right now. I only eat fish and seafood occasionally. I eat eggs. Um, My workout routine right now, which I spoke about on my running episode called Hot Girls Run, is currently running two to three times a week, lifting two to three times a week, and then I go on like morning and evening walks. I'm no longer doing Pilates at the moment, and I'm taking around like one to two rest days per week, sometimes three, very rarely. But that is my fitness journey. I started in January 2018, mostly officially. And here we are in July 2021. So I hope that was kind of easy to follow. I feel like I've been really consistent since I started then. The only times where I haven't worked out for an extended period of time was when I was sick with mono after second year and when I was sick with COVID earlier this year. Now on to answering your questions. A listener asked how to overcome overexercising and improve your relationship with exercise. I think you have to challenge yourself in taking more rest days and to train yourself to be okay with taking those rest days and to become comfortable with it. If you feel like you're not addiction, but your obsession with exercise comes from wearing a fitness watch of any sort, I encourage you to take it off. Or if, say, you're not ready to get to that step, I know I really like to wear my Apple Watch all the time and it may not be the healthiest, but I've taken my rings off of like my move ring, my stand ring, exercise ring off of my home screen. And that really helped me because I felt like I was constantly checking them. And setting my move goal to be a lot lower because for me, it was really, I realized I just wanted to close my rings. So I made it low enough that it was still kind of satisfying. It's only 200 for my move, but it's not like this obsession and I'm going to close it no matter what I do, unless when I was sick with COVID, I didn't close it, obviously. But I think it's really important to challenge the way in which you talk to yourself about exercise and when you don't exercise and becoming comfortable with not exercising and knowing that if you take a day off, it's not going to reverse all your progress. It's not going to prohibit your progress. It's not going to have a negative impact. In fact, resting actually helps your body repair your muscles and will allow you to be stronger and to perform better in your future workouts. Your body needs rest. It's a given. How do you get motivated every day? Motivation is so short-term and I'm not always motivated. It is a lot of self-discipline. I've always been someone who's very disciplined. I grew up dancing competitively, so that what taught me self-discipline. I feel like I've always just been a naturally self-disciplined person. You need to find that in you in order to keep on going. If you are just relying on motivation to get you through working out consistently and living a healthier lifestyle, I hate to break it to you, but it really isn't going to do much for you. Yes, I get random bursts of motivation like when I wanted to start running, whenever I start a new workout program, when I'm going to new workout class, or maybe I got really excited to cook new recipes and meal prep. But that doesn't really last that long and it's really about the discipline. So you need to figure out how to discipline yourself in a healthy way, in a balanced way. How did you reset your mind to unlearn diet culture? It's very, very hard and it's like trying to unlearn a language. It's 
you're never going to really unlearn diet culture, but you're going to learn how to navigate those thoughts and those thought patterns that you've been taught and have been ingrained. So for me, it was contradicting or like counteracting any of the diet culture thoughts that came into my head and unfollowing any people on social media accounts, et cetera, that were posting a lot of diet culture focused content so that it was out of sight, out of mind. I followed a lot of more intuitive anti-diet culture pages, pages that promoted and preached intuitive eating, letting go of it, etc. Whether it be just like a brand opposed to like a person's page, like graphics or whatnot. Reading the fuck a diet really helped me. Listening to podcasts on it. I really recommend that you listen to the Drink More Water or Drink Your Water. It's with um, Sophie Jane and I forgot her name. Riley. Riley. That's her name. It's with um, Sophie Jane and Riley. They have an episode of Who Are You If You're Not Trying to Lose Weight. I highly recommend that. How has journaling affected your health journey and how do you incorporate it into fitness? I think journaling has really helped with my mental health. I haven't been journaling lately, but it was a really good bridge for me to start going into therapy and it helped me keep everything in my head in check and become more aware of my feelings and how they were impacting me on my day-to-day. I think it also really helped me with setting goals and starting to manifest and use the law of attraction and visualization. And it really helped me to be able to visualize and see on paper whatever was going on in my head right right out in front of me. I think it was a very beneficial habit that I picked up and I really do want to pick it up again. I actually got sent a five-minute journal, which I want to start to use once I move into my new apartment. I want to save it for that new space. So I'm really excited. Body image slash improving the way you talk to yourself, learning your self-worth. I think it's really important, kind of like the diet culture, to counteract those negative self-talk thoughts with positive ones. Practicing positive affirmations. I've recommended this before, but download the app called I Am. It's totally free. You get notifications sent to you. You can set up the frequency and what type of um, affirmations you want sent to you. Mine send me like self-care, confidence, money, career, all that stuff. And then you can just repeat it to yourself. I think if you change the language in which you talk to yourself, eventually the positives will outweigh the bad and you'll start to feel a lot better. You'll learn to learn your self-worth. Also reading self-help books that focus around that or listening to podcasts, following individuals who preach that self-love, self-confidence, self-esteem, going to therapy and working on your self-esteem. I've learned in therapy that self-confidence is very different to self-esteem. I've always had a high self-confidence. I haven't always had high self-esteem in all areas of my life. So therapy is amazing if you're able to afford it and access it. BetterHelp is an amazing resource or talk space, one of those. Um, A listener asked, how did you shift your focus away from weight and what did you shift your focus to? I still go through periods where my weight really impacts how I view myself, if we're being honest, and I don't think it's ever really going to go away. I hope that it does, but I don't think it will. I'm still working on it. But I started to focus a lot more on how I felt in my own skin, how I felt in my clothes, how did I feel when you took that number away, focusing more on like the physical sensations opposed to a number on a screen. It's literally 
your weight at the end of the day is your relationship with gravity. And if the number's bigger, it just or the number's smaller doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It's literally your body's relationship with gravity. It's it's just a number and it it has no dictation on what your level of health is. Someone could be a very small number and be healthier or less healthy than someone with a bigger number or vice versa. It really doesn't matter. And there's so many things that go into the number that you see on a scale. And the same number on the scale can look different on so many different people given the difference in the fat to muscle or how tall they are or their bone density or how much water they drank that day or what foods they ate that day. Your weight is constantly fluctuating and you can't let it dictate your worth or your value or your health. Tips for being consistent. I've always loved the gym, just struggled with consistency. I find for me having a plan and a set plan to follow really helps with consistency, whether this is a plan you make for yourself and you are disciplined and stick to it, or if this is a gym guide created by a personal trainer or something that you have purchased. I really love workout plans that are six to 12 weeks in length. It gives me an end goal. It gives me a weekly schedule. I know what I'm doing when I get into the gym. I know what I'm looking forward to. And I just find that super helpful. That has been my key to success. Workout classes and pre-planning your workouts for the week really helps me and I highly recommend it. Doing your fitness and health journey alone can be difficult. How have you stayed motivated? It is really, it can be really difficult and it can be lonely because not everyone is going to understand or be interested in it or get why you're doing what you're doing. But I think it's important to find your why and why you want to do this and use that as your motivation to keep on going and to look back to when you're feeling low and lonely. I think it's also a great way to find other friends and you can have like gym friends or you can find them online. I find following and being engaged in the health and wellness community or fitness community on Instagram or Reddit or YouTube, whatever it may be, really helps keep me motivated and gives me someone to connect to that has a similar interest to me. How to start lifting. I started lifting by following the power program by Kelsey Wells. I strongly recommend it. I also really like Tamara Fitness's gym guide. She also has a dumbbell guide. You can start with free weights and then slowly make your way to using machines and heavier weights. But I think following a workout plan that has a visual aid to show you what the proper form is. That's why I really loved power. You had a video of Kelsey doing the movement. And then if you tapped on the little video, it would describe to you what your form should be, where you should be standing, like how far apart your legs should be, etc., which really helped. Or even if you are able to afford it, getting a personal trainer, whether it be in person or virtual, really helps. F45 was also really helpful. They do lifting and the coaches are super awesome. So those are my tips. The next listener asked how to get into running and make it something you enjoy. I'm not going to answer this here because I have a whole episode on how I got into running. So you can check out that episode. It's called Hot Girls Run and I go into it full on depth, like full episode is on running. If you could choose one routine to do, one workout routine. Oh, I'm like missing, mixing up. Oh my God. 
Wow, we are tired from work today. Today has been a day, ladies and gentlemen. To the 5% of men listening to this podcast, hello. But if you could choose only one routine to do, would it be your morning or your night routine? I'm going to have to say my morning routine. My night routine is doesn't really exist. It's very flexible. It's very bendable. It changes all the time. Kind of sucks right now. I need to get back into that. But my morning routine literally is my godsend. I fucking love my morning routine. I look forward to it every day. It's so relaxing. It's my me time. It's meditative in a way. And it's kind of like self-therapy, self-care for me and definitely my morning routine. Did you mess up when you were first starting your fitness journey? 110%. I feel like I discussed this in like the little summary at the beginning, but I fell to diet culture. I became obsessed with working out at some points. I became obsessed with the number on the scale. I feel like everyone kind of goes through this and sad that it happens. I don't wish falling into any of those traps on anyone but I think it's really taught me so many lessons and has taught me to value so many things. But I really don't recommend diet culture or any becoming overly obsessed. Anything and too much or excess is not good for you. Um, but I 110% messed up. I'm human and mistakes happen and that's life. Some tips to become, in quotations, that girl, where do I start? I think it's really important not to overwhelm yourself with so many different things all at once. You want to really focus on slowly integrating new habits and routines, rituals, etc. into your life. So for example, say you really would like to have a morning routine and wake up early and be super productive and live this healthy lifestyle. So this week you're going to set your alarm earlier and you're going to wake up earlier. So that's going to be your focus for this week. The next week you are going to start having breakfast at home. You're going to make your breakfast at home opposed to buying it out or not having it, and you're going to make the time for that. And then say the following week, you really want to start drinking more water. So then the following week, you're going to add on the drinking more water and so on and so forth. And eventually, you'll have all these habits developed. You won't feel super overwhelmed and get burnt out super fast. The slow and steady wins the race line really comes into play here. We're going for the long term. There's no quick fixes here. We don't do quick fixes. Quick fixes don't work. Diets don't work. We're in for that sustainability, baby. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Biggest motivation or inspiration in starting your health and fitness journey? I want to say that for me, it was really, I was sick and tired of feeling really sluggish and gross in my own skin. I was tired of feeling uncomfortable, as tired of feeling insecure. So that was like a huge internal factor of motivation and inspiration in terms of external. It was definitely a lot of the girls that were in the fitness and health community, I want to say like Gymshark girls that were really inspiring me and seeing them and their fitness journeys and their day-to-day really inspired me. How many rest days do you take a week? I really try to listen to my body. At minimum, it is one, but lately it's been like one to two around there. And even like on my rest days, I would still say they're kind of active. I'll still walk. 
what are my personal fitness goals? So my personal fitness goals, they are both in terms of feelings and aesthetic goals, like materialistic goals. I don't think that there's anything wrong with having these goals. It's all about your mindset around them and not being too stern on yourself if you don't achieve them exactly. I think mindset is everything. But right now, in terms of like strength, endurance, all that, my goal is to be able to run 5K in 25 minutes. I'd like to be able to do this by September, hopefully. That's what I've been doing right now. I've been using the Nike Run Club app, setting my run tracker for 25 minutes, and slowly trying to improve my pace, my breathing. When my pace improves, I'm able to run longer. So that's a goal for me. And then my goal in terms of lifting is always to get stronger and to work on my form. I always want to improve my form and my technique. I think that comes from me being a dancer and being so focused and hyper-focused on having perfect technique. So that's my goal in terms of lifting and hitting new PRs, which are prog personal records. Yes, that's what PR stands for. Clearly, we are getting tired here. It's been a day. It's been, it really has been a day. And it's Friday and I'm getting my nails done soon. But we're going to stay focused, okay? Um, it's Friday when I'm recording this. It's Monday, hopefully, when you're listening to this. But in terms of aesthetic goals, I would love to be a little bit leaner and have a bit more muscle definition. I really do love like a snatched waist, defined abs, but in a way that's very manageable. Like I, if it means that I can't have sweets and whatnot and live life, then fuck that. Like I don't want the the six pack, but I'm not going to lie that I do like having a toned stomach. I do like having slimmer legs. That's just always been something that I like. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having aesthetic or materialistic um, fitness goals. What is your number one tip for someone looking to become the best version of themselves? I think it's really important to let go of any expectations and to let go of people's perceptions of you and to just focus solely on how you feel about yourself internally and externally. That is the most important thing and people are going to judge you. People are going to make comments whether they think you're too small, you're too big, you're working out too much, you're working out not enough, you're eating too healthy, you're not eating healthy enough. They're always going to pick you on something and I think it's really important to let go of that and to just focus on you and what is going to serve you best. How are how to be okay with not eating 100% clean 24/7? First off, I hate this word clean. There's no such thing as eating clean. Get that out of your head. There is no such thing as eating clean. The only thing that you are eating is clean is food that doesn't have dirt on it and you've wa- because you've washed your fruits and vegetables. Like there is no such thing as like a clean cookie or a clean diet. It it does not exist. I believe in everything in moderation and I think that's something that I really have to nail 
into all and everyone's heads. There is no such thing as eating clean. And I know I was a culprit of using this word of eating clean, specifically during my food combining era, but there's no such thing as eating clean. You can have cane sugar, you can have alcohol, you can have fast food, you can do whatever on occasion, but it's all about moderation and just nothing in excess is good for you. Even like having too many fruits and vegetables is not good for you. Like I've done that. I've had way too much fiber and it hurt my stomach. I've had way too much alcohol and sweets and junk food and it's hurt me and it's made me feel shitty. Nothing in excess is good for you. And it's really important to just look at the way in which you consume food and the types of foods you have in a more spontaneous way. Be more open and comfortable and just think in the moment eat intuitively, move intuitively, live intuitively, and just encourage yourself to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Hard truth on reaching your goals. You're not always going to reach your goals as soon as as soon as you'd like. They, you may not ever reach some of your goals. They may be forever moving. And even when you do achieve your goals, you may feel not as satisfied as you would have hoped. The goalpost is just going to keep moving. And and that's okay. I think with like gym stuff, like it's ever, it's always going to be ever moving. And it's just learning to enjoy the progress and the challenge, the mental and physical challenge. And that consistency is key. And you're going to fluctuate in your consistency of working out, of making smarter choices in the kitchen of being closer to and farther from your goals, whatever it may be. It's hard. It's hard work. It takes a lot longer than the internet leads on. I'm sorry. You're not going to get your six pack in two weeks or in four days. It doesn't happen like that. And people are going to try to push you down, but you have to keep going and that's only going to make you stronger. We have three more questions and then we're going to wrap this lovely, lovely podcast up. But... When was the unhealthiest slash lowest point you reached and why did you turn it around? I want to say it was in second year and I was really restrictive with what I was eating and I was denying it to myself. I was denying it to others. I preached that I was eating intuitively, but looking back, I was not eating intuitively. Food was really controlling my life. It was really controlling my mind. It consumed all my thoughts working out was like punishment. If I did overeat, I had to work out. I was fearful of not working out and fear of gaining back the weight I gained in first year. So I really do think that was like the lowest point. And I was sick and tired of having everything consume my head and being so fixated on what I was going to eat when I went out or being worried or anxious about what I would eat if I went over to someone's cottage or a friend's house, or how drinking would impact me reaching my fitness goals or maintaining my weight. I was just really sick of it, and I was sick of following all these diets and and falling off of them, and in quotations, falling off of the diet, and I was just sick of it. I was tired. I was drained. I was I was exhausted, and I just I didn't want to feel like that anymore. I didn't want to look at myself anymore like that. I didn't want to hate exercise. I didn't want to be consumed by what I was eating. I used to be someone that used to eat so intuitively and without second thoughts, I would just choose what I wanted, whether it be pasta or pizza, 
a frappuccino from Starbucks, a salad, whatever it may be. I just, I just had what I wanted. I didn't debate it in my head. I didn't think, oh, oh is this lower calories or higher calories? Is this lower carb, higher carbs? Is this going to help me weigh less sooner? And that's what really led me to turn around. I started to surround myself with individuals who are, I guess, like ahead of me on their intuitive eating journey. And I was really inspired by that and motivated by the way they spoke about food and their bodies and fitness and the freedom that they had from it. The freedom that they had from letting go of diet culture. And I was kind of envious of that and I really wanted it for myself. And so I started to do the work. I started to read the fuck it diet. I started to unfollow any triggering or diet culture focused content that was on my social media platforms. I replaced it with those preaching intuitive eating and self-love and body neutrality and all that. And that's why I turned it around. I didn't want to have this mindset anymore and I didn't want to potentially harm any future friends. I didn't want to harm future children or anything. I just, I wanted to be free from it. Tips on gaining confidence to go into a workout class or gym alone. The people that are in there are focusing on themselves as much as you're focusing on yourself. They're not looking at you. So go in there, act confident, and no one will question you, as Sarah's Day says. And the more you do it, it's kind of like the exposure effect. The more you do it, the more confident you're going to be walking into that class and the more and the less anxious you're going to be about it or stressed or worried I promise you, everyone is too consumed with themselves to be thinking about what you're doing, what you're wearing, how you're looking, etc. So go to that workout class, go to the gym, go to the gym and go to the weights if you want to do the weights with all the men there. Who the fuck cares? Just, Just do it. Focus on you. Put your headphones in at the gym. Focus on you at the workout class. Show up and you'll thank yourself. But that's it for today's episode. As always, if there are any topics or guests you would like to hear on Morning Ray, don't hesitate to shoot me a DM at LannyBFit on Instagram or an email at morningraypodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe if you really like the pod. That's how you can show your love and your support. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.